Welcome to Creatively Christian, a podcast by Theophany Media, where we inspire, inform, educate, and empower creative Christians of all types. I'm one of your hosts, Brandon Hollingsworth. Today, we chat with self-taught artist and illustrator, Wesley Lane, about what it's like to take the plunge from the corporate world and into the wild west of freelancing. Hey everybody, this is Brandon Hollingsworth coming to you again from Creatively Christian, uh, the Theophany Media podcast, and I am super stoked to have a wonderful brother in Christ on the uh, show today. I uh, met Wesley a few uh, weeks ago, and he and I are already doing some stuff together, so that tells you what kind of guy he is. He's a jump-in kind of guy, so uh, welcome, Mr. Wesley Lane. Hey, really glad to be here. I've been excited for this. Yeah, me too. Me too. Ever since we got uh, hooked up, um, one like like it was like before even the first call, I was like, "Hey, do you want to be on the podcast? <laughs> You're going to be perfect." <laughs> so I I know you, Wesley, but I want our audience to know you. So I'd love to read your bio. So um, I'm sure. going to jump right into that. So here's here. Let's meet. Let's meet Wesley, everybody. After years of working different jobs, from fixing printers to being a licensed financial advisor, Wesley Lane made a calculated leap to pursue his passion for illustration in February, 2021. Since then, his client work has ranged from illustrating children's book covers to simple logos. Wesley is a self-taught artist and is constantly looking for new projects to challenge himself, grow his experience, and most importantly, honor God with his abilities. Wesley is traveling this journey with his loving and supportive wife, Liz, their two boys, and Lord willing, their third child who's coming in 2022. Congratulations, brother. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, you can see and follow his work on Gab, Facebook, Instagram, and bluecollarillustration.com. And we'll give you a chance later to, to go over all of that, Wesley. But welcome again to the show. Um, mankind, talk about taking the plunge, brother. How's it feel? It it feels really good this whole year um so this whole year has been just one long learning curve <laughs> the entire time it was a very it, it was um it was it was something that i thought about studied for a long time so it wasn't like one day like man i can't stand working where i'm at let's make the leap like thought about it for a long time but you i figured and i was right that you just can't prepare for everything right um, so it's been but i but i'm liking that uh I, I keep telling people it's like it feels like sometimes choose your own adventure like anybody used to ever read those books where it's like go with which direction you want to go uh, but but I, i'm i'm enjoying it very much yeah those actually were some of my favorite books as a kid and so I'm, I'm super stoked that you're on the show today because I think there are so many uh, Christian creatives that are out there that are either right exactly where you are or mm -hmm. they are maybe a step and a half behind you, right? So they're at that point where they're thinking about taking this plunge and potentially stepping out on faith and, mm -hmm. you know, leaving that secure position. And I use it uh, for those of you that are on the podcast, I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me, but. Uh, that, that secure quote unquote position and, you know, and stepping out and doing what God is clearly, or, you know, hopefully clearly calling them to do. So um, talk a little bit about that decision process, Wesley, and kind of what you went through 
to get to that point? And then if there was something, what was the final thing that tipped you over and said, yeah, I'm going to take the plunge? Yeah. So to do that, I'm going to go a little further back just sure. to talk about my career choices, because as you saw in the bio, they're pretty varied sure. um, as far as what they look like. So without getting into all my childhood, uh, which was great, like um, I loved drawing as a kid, thought I was going to go to school for art um, at one point. And around my teens, I, I just like second guessed it and didn't think a lot about you know, uh, really, I, I assume that like, well, as long as I get a job, like this art routes me very hard. Um, so as long as I have something that I can provide for my family, I'm good. Um, I proposed to my wife on a Chick-fil-A job and figured like, well, that's not, that's not great uh, for total support. So I went to trade school, came out of that fixing printers. When I found out it wasn't great, with my hands, mechanically minded. And I was like, uh, a friend of mine uh, helped me get on to uh, work at a financial firm, uh, which I worked at for seven and a half years, uh, getting my licenses and you know, trading, brokerage stuff, things like that. So during that time, uh, that, was, that was such a growth period for me because it, it was really a kind of a reckoning thinking about like, okay, uh, God had blessed me in so many ways. I, I had a great wife. Um, in those seven and a half years working there, I, uh, you know, had two children and the company um, I worked for, no complaints. They were very good to their employees, great benefits. But again, I felt that, like, all right, is this going to be the rest of my life? Um, and in something you said, uh, Brandon, is talk about the security uh, they, they talk about often when you when you get a job with great benefits, there's that proverbial golden handcuffs you got. Yep. Where yep. It, it just feels that like, well, this is, and it, and when I say like golden handcuffs, like when I had my second kids, like I got six weeks paid paternity leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, my wife reminded me of that the other day when we we're talking about having this <laughs> third one. They're like, well, too bad you're not getting the six weeks paid paternity leave. I'm like, I know. It was, uh, it was worth it, um, and and she's she's been great along this entire journey, and and she walked through with me that entire time because we had many conversations on, like just realizing that I did have this creative bent, and I thought that was behind me. Like I hadn't drawn between my like teen years and my later twenties. There was long periods of time where I didn't do anything creative, didn't do any drawing, um, except for I had friends, a, a particular friend of mine, um, who would, who knew that I could draw and, uh, was creatively minded and would give me projects, uh, would always ask me to do stuff. So I felt like through him, God wasn't leaving me alone. Like, it's like, okay, this is something you enjoy. This is something I, I put into you. And I would always talk to God about that. Like, okay, am I, am I supposed to be doing something with this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I guess a big turning point on this decision-making happened when three years ago, I was given a project that I'm still working on. Hopefully I can get done early uh, next year, but uh, I was given a project, uh, a, a curriculum 
that is that was designed for indigenous missionaries to be to be uh, to be offered free of charge. Uh, the the author of that curriculum and who had it who was getting that out and it was being translated in a lot of countries um, needed coloring pages and these again uh, these were being asked for by the indigenous missionaries because you know kids are creative too they've got that bent they like the color sure. um, and it helped them you know learn so so I remember he uh, my friend my friend reaching out to me because he heads up this organized missions organization that um, that this curriculum was being offered through and I said okay yeah that seems like a big project it was like 99 coloring pages because the curriculum's called 99 adventures um, and at the time, I like right now. I work on uh, like do my work on a tablet. I work digitally. Um, but at the time, I I had been way out of practice. So I was like, well, let's get some paper, get some of the old pens I used to work with. And uh, I didn't know. I figured I was going to convert them digitally at some point. Um, and those early ones, I've gone back and redone a lot of them. They looked awful because <laughs> of practice. But it uh, just working on that, and then that, and even where I was working. Um, I would find myself there. I worked in a call center environment and there was some late nights where um, I started messing with my team's whiteboard when it was slow. And, um, you know, there was one point when the CEO was visiting, they gave me paid time off the phone to go and decorate all the whiteboards. Oh, wow. uh, so it was more stuff like that and other projects people were giving me. I was like, you know what, people, because you never know as an artist, you don't want to assume that what you do is actually um, marketable and is actually worthwhile. Um, and so uh, one thing for any artist who's listening that wonders like, am I, do I have the art, you know, that would, I could go and do something with, um, ask for criticism and, and absorb criticism, like eat it like can't, like it's your best friend. Um, I'm there's certain groups on Facebook I'm a part of that I know if I want something criticized I throw it in there and people will will eat it alive and uh, so yeah for those that are on the podcast I've just been constantly nodding <laughs> as <laughs> as Wayne's talking because I'm yeah, I mean I'm picking up what you're putting down brother I mean absolutely there's so much wisdom in mm-hmm. what you're talking about and and I do want to caveat a little bit what you said about the criticism and that there's plenty of places where you can go on the internet and get criticism, but not all of that is bad. Not all that is good criticism. So that's true. I wouldn't say, you know, accept all of that criticism because there are people out there that the haters are going to hate. They're just out there to, to kind of, you know, to be mean to you. But as you said, in a space where you know that there are people that you trust that are going to give you constructive criticism. Yes, definitely go get that. Um, Learning to accept edits, to accept correction, and then reform your process, make yourself better, hone your skill. Um, that is a, one of the number one things that, that Christian creatives out there all need to embrace and learn. Um, because if you don't, you never get any better. You know, you just stagnate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You have to try new things. You have to um, do things you're not comfortable with, mm-hmm. um, which I try to do on a regular basis now because I'm, which is part of part of the fun, right? Like um, it when you, if you feel like you've arrived and there's nothing else to explore, that that's not a lot of fun. Like it's it fun boring. to, it it gets boring. So yeah, always push yourself, uh, get constructive criticism, 
And so part of, so in that process, I came across, um, which I again suggest for anybody who is um, thinking about the field and wants to know like, what do I need to plan for? Mm. When make this leap. There's, a, there's an artist um, who's got decades of experience and he's put out a, a lot of good free YouTube videos named Will Terry. Uh, I've watched a lot of, I watch a lot of his stuff. He, he has a book um, called what, what They Didn't Teach You in Art School. I think that's what it's called that I, I, I bought recently and it's, it's very good as far as the nuts and bolts and the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but watching his videos and just figuring out like, okay, there, there is a pathway here. It's, it's not going to be free of risk. Right. But I can, I can see if I'm willing to, you know, risk some capital and make that step, I last, it was actually a year ago, last December, early last December, maybe, maybe late November, I sat down with my wife and because <clears throat> I was working at home because of COVID. Um, and we, we, we talked about it and it was like, let's, well, she was cautioning me, like, don't be rash because I've been thinking about it for a long time. And I, to be honest, I was, I could have easily quit at any point. I was getting to that to that point. Um, but it's like, no, let's make sure we have a plan. So we sat and talked together. We crunched the numbers. Like, what do we actually need to get by month to month? Um, you know, what is absolute worst case scenario? Um, you know, wrote out all the pros and cons. And as I was writing out, and that's always helpful, like when you write out all the pros and cons, for me, the pros definitely were outweighing the cons. Right. Um, and once we looked at that, like, okay, let's set a date, uh, let's plan for it. And uh, so that was February 5th was my official last day of my job. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, my, my company gave me a very gracious send off, said they would take me back, which I was like, okay, well, that's a safety net, I guess. <laughs> uh, so don't burn any bridges on your way out. If you're, uh, if you're, if, if you're dissatisfied with your job, like always, you know, as a Christian, like leave with a good testimony. Um, Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I, uh, so yeah, I made that leap and um, yeah, it was, there's still a lot of it. I look back just over the last year. I was like, man, I didn't really have a portfolio um, or anything of that nature, but I had done enough calculation up to that point that um I was like, well, it's, it's going to be a risk. I just need to produce art and share it, right. which as I kind of wrap up kind of my process getting into this, that would be the last thing is use social media like nothing else. Share, like I don't care like how someone told me, a friend of mine who owns a business and he does graphic design plus like physical work, like he does graphs and stuff like that. And he said something I think about is very true. You're going to have to share your art more than you're typically comfortable with. Mm-hmm um because people need to know you're there and i only recently built a website that blue collar illustration was built within the last few weeks most of my work have come through social media awesome awesome yeah i mean i i think i found you through instagram right so yeah um so yeah i totally get it and and first of all let me commend you for that for that process very thoroughly thought out right very risk mitigation right (laughs) i mean you were you were risk mitigating to the extreme and I really think that's a great process for people to follow if they're thinking about this. You don't want to just willy-nilly jump into something. You really do. You want to run the numbers. 
You want to understand what the impacts are going to be, understand that worst case scenario, understand that sunny day path, you know, what the best case scenario might be and involve your spouse for goodness sakes. Don't, you know, don't just do it on your own. So hats off to you for all of that. Uh, absolutely. But similar to the thing that you just, the, the next question I was going to have for you is since that year, you're coming up on a year, right? February mm -hmm. will be a year. Right. Um, what would you, looking back now over the past year, what would you have done different a year ago? Understanding what you know now. It sounds like one of them would be get a website up earlier, right? And share more. Yeah. Website up earlier, share more. Um, really think about, don't be afraid to price yourself correctly. Amen. Um, so that's been a, that my wife can attest um, that early on, I, I knew because I had read a bunch of stuff on it. Everyone's saying like price yourself correctly, get paid for your time. But at the same time, uh, I would see what some people were doing their work for. Mm -hmm. And one thing I've told a few people is that what's interesting about uh, being an illustrator or graphic designer or any of those industries is that there's no industry standard of what you charge. Correct. Uh, it's really well, what do you think your time and work is valuable and what do you bring to the table? And that's, and that's another thing that I, I wish I would have built a little bit quicker is really articulating in my mind, what is the, um, what's the value add? If I'm going to charge this price, what's the value add? And for me, like I try to, uh, I'm very, I try to be very quick and very clear on communication mm -hmm. um, and also just in ensure that the, the the client doesn't feel like they need to micromanage everything and answer a bunch of questions like i i try to take the lead on the process just to make it as easy for them as possible so there are there are things like that it's, it's not just your art right it is it is every it's you you are the product yes that you're selling so uh, you have to figure that in as well and um yeah don't get discouraged because you can go on and they're great platforms, by the way, to, to start with. But you can go on Fiverr and some of these other platforms, and you can see people selling stuff for like uh, incredibly cheap. And and that that could be for a variety of reasons. Um, don't let that discourage you from charging a fair price. Mm -hmm. for, for yeah, absolutely. You have to understand what are the additional attributes that you possess mm -hmm. that you bring to the table, and understand what those values might be. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think also understand what is your minimum acceptable value for those? Because like, for instance, Correct. you are a very business savvy guy, right? Just in our dealings that we've already had with one another, very professional. And, and there's a lot to be said for that in this artist space, because there are, frankly, even though I love them, there are a lot of artists out there that are flakes. I mean, they're just absolute flakes when it comes to the business side of the thing. They might be a brilliant artist or an amazing illustrator or a phenomenal colorist, right? But, but they can't remember to send an invoice to save their life, right? Or sure. they take three days to respond to an email. So there's a value in that. From a customer standpoint, which is my perspective right now, there's a tremendous value in having an, an illustrator who is also a businessman or a businesswoman. Mm -hmm. And so that, there's a value attached to that. And what you have to do um, both Wesley and our listeners, what you have to do is you have to figure out what's, what's the value of that for you and what's the minimum you'll accept for that. So maybe it's say it's a $10 add on in your head, 
And then, you know, if it's a $10 add-on in your head, I'm not going to accept less than eight, right? Right. So that when you're pricing yourself out, there's going to be some give and take. There's going to be some negotiation. Yeah. There always is. It's going to depend on if you're, you know, if you're doing volume pricing, you know, if you're doing, like you said, 99 illustrations, well, you're obviously probably going to give a price break on something like that. But you have to always understand what is that minimum amount that you'll accept both for your own self-worth and also to pay your bills, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to understand what those numbers are. So it does take a lot of number crunching. And uh, right. we, we encourage our listeners out there to do that, especially if you're looking to jump into the space. Um, any, any, anything else you would have, uh, looking back, anything else you would have told yourself in 11 months ago, 10 months ago? If not, no big deal. I think that I think that's the main thing. Like, I'm sure if I really like thought about it, there's probably all kinds of stuff. Um, <laughs> but but those those were the that was some of the big takeaways. Well, actually, one one more thing. And obviously, at this point, I've been just talking super practical. Sure. Uh, and and part of that has to be I, I worked in retirements before, and uh, which, by the way, um, I'm 34, and and some people will consider that. I've noticed this with my generation. Like if it seems like if you try anything like after 25, they're like, you're dead or whatever. <laughs> there's, 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 there's nothing else. Like, don't, don't think about that. Like, I, you know, we're, uh, you know, Carl Sanders, I think that's his name. Colonel Sanders, like started KFC when he was 66. So yeah. like you can, uh, there's always time. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, the uh, where was I going with this? Oh, um, so, so Two, two things. Um, uh, one, the spiritual aspect. Like I wish, uh, because I'm so practically minded, and I was talking about this with a friend lately, just I have a prayer life. Um, I'm, I'm always amazed on my lack of faith, you know, with my prayer life. And honestly, I wish I would have just uh, prayed more and spent more time. Um, so, so as a Christian, you cannot like discount that i i have a friend who's uh got a, a wonderful business uh in theming he themes like amusement parks and stuff does disney style amazing creations and uh he was one of the encouragements for me to get into the business um and he uh which talk to people by the way you know get 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 a lot of counsel before you go in there's a wisdom in a multitude amen counselors but that was his biggest thing, like, um, and a game changer for him when he started trusting God more with his business, um, just putting that first, doing his best and not worrying about it, things change. Mm -hmm. And something I'm working on right now, and I wish I would have uh, done more of earlier in the year. Yeah, I was hoping you were going to bring that up because in some former conversations, that was something that you had talked about. And really one of the first things when you said that, I was like, I want to hear him say that on the podcast. So I'm so yes. glad I'm so glad you brought that up. So praise God, because it is, there is such, again, oftentimes, you know, Christians, we leave our power source, you know, behind, right? We, yeah. we venture off into the unknown thinking that we can do it all on our own. And clearly that is the opposite of what scripture tells us. And Right. So one of the amazing things, and I've tried to talk about this on the podcast in the past, is when you begin to do that, it's a cycle, right? You step out on faith and then not knowing what's going to happen, not knowing how it's going to happen. And then miraculously, God will show up in a way that you could have never predicted. 
that you could have never orchestrated and delivers something to you, right? Or for you, right? He provides something, whether it's a new client, whether it's a check right when you need it, whether it's a connection that you could have never made on your own, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you then can then glorify in God, right? And, and give him glory for doing that, which is exactly the appropriate response. And then what happens is we become more confident that God is going to do it the next time so that we can then step out even further on faith. Mm -hmm. And right. that, that I think is exactly what you're talking about with your friend and what you're, you're beginning to see in your business is that, um, you know, our, our father, you know, the Bible tells us he owns the cattle on a thousand hills, right? He, he's not poor. And as long as we're doing his will, he wants to accomplish that. He will accomplish that through us and he will provide what we need. Maybe not what we want. It might not right. be a million dollar lotto check, right? But it'll absolutely be, you know, enough money to keep the power on, right? Or whatever the need is. So, yes. So, yeah, it, it, it that, that is so true. It, God, it is my experience and I'm glad he did it this way. Um, God doesn't, never gives me so much it has never given me so much in my life where I feel like, oh, I'm good. I'm set. Like, I've never felt that. And that's been super good for me. Um, and there are things too, particularly for if, if you're a creative and you feel like, man, I've spent so many years in a non-creative field. I feel like I've wasted time. Um, so God is absolutely sovereign. Like the things I learned seven and a half years in the financial industry are super, super helpful now. Amen. The biggest one really is just how to talk to people. Cause I was on all those years, I was on a phone job, uh, talking to dozens of people a day and just having to build those, uh, those EQ skills, those conversational skills, um, enormously helpful. Amen. Amen. Romans eight twenty eight. right? All things are called together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. And so, um, for those who love him, Right. And so right. we, there's nothing that, that God can't use. There's no, you know, bad experience that God can't turn into good, you know, if we're, if we're doing his will. And so absolutely. Um, I'd love if you would, Wesley, to talk a little bit about overcoming the fears, if you have any, mm -hmm. of being a quote unquote self-taught artist mm -hmm. and, and stepping into this space where your, your bread and butter is coming out of the end of your pen. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that if you could. Yeah. Oh, no, there's plenty of fears. Um, <laughs> um, so how, do you over, how do you overcome them? I'm sure, I'm sure folks in our audience are thinking the same thing. So. Sure, sure. So it, it, goes a lot, it goes a lot back to... Um, so with being a self-taught artist, there's, there's, there's a couple things. Uh, one something I mentioned earlier is huge. If you're self-taught and you're unsure of where you're at, get constructive criticism, eat it up, prepare, right? And fortunately, honestly, and this was a God thing, a move of God as well, uh, because I was working on that project with those coloring pages for a number of years, it got me back in the habit of drawing and thinking about the quality of my drawing. Uh, so now with stepping out, when it, the thing is, with being a self-taught artist, there is a, if you, if you study the industry and understand which artists are successful, there's a ton of artists 
who are very successful and are self-taught. Yep, that's it's, very true. It is, because at the end of the day, what's beautiful about uh, the art field, so it's very competitive, right? So that's that's the that's that's a that's a hard part about it. But at the same time, people aren't looking for degrees. Mm-hmm. They're not looking for training. At the end of the day, they just want to know: Can you do the work? Right. And can you deliver it on time? So if you can produce work that people want and you can deliver it in a timely fashion, that's all you're shooting for. Mm-hmm. How you get there is, um, is it, it doesn't really matter that much. And when I say self-taught, um, really nowadays, if, if, you're, if you're feeling, for me to get over the fear, honestly, you have to get to the point where it's like, well, I'm going to put it out there and do people like it or not. Mm-hmm. If they like it, great. If they don't like it, um, I think most of our fear just comes from fear of man. Like, what will people think of me? Yep. And uh, it goes back to, again to part of eating up criticism. It's the joy, and I'm not, I'm not claiming humility by any stretch of the imagination, um, but it, the joy of pursuing that, pursuing humility is that there's a freedom of like, well, I don't have to be, my worth as an artist doesn't have to be tied to how people currently think about my art. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So that reduced that, that in itself reduces a fear. Well then if, if, uh, if my, and, and I say this and I still fall prey to it, you know, at times. Um, but if I don't, if I don't have to feel that if somebody doesn't like what I do, and I can be like, okay, well, let me try to do better and just enjoy the process. Um, that's, that, that helps with the fear a ton. Like really, honestly and truly, um, one, of, uh, one of my, I don't know if you would say current heroes, that a, a Christian artist whose attitude I really want to have, who's been super successful, is uh, the legendary uh, Disney animator, Glenn King who um, animated The Beast and Beauty and the Beast. He animated most of your childhood, if you're like me and you grew up in the 90s, <laughs> like, um, as, as well as the Adam Raccoon books, which are allegorical books that present the gospel. Um, but you listen to the guy. He's not trying to, he's not trying to beat anybody else. He's not trying to prove himself. The guy gets so excited over a line, mm-hmm. over how like he thoroughly enjoys what he's doing every moment and and that's where that's where you want to be you just want to do it enjoy the process um because i know when i'm not enjoying the process that shows up in my work right so there's i have to pull back and be like no no just chill i think as well when you stop connecting your performance as an artist to your glory yes amen i think disconnecting that and connecting it to God's glory, everything changes, right? That's a totally different perspective because then you know that the work I'm doing is not about me, right? I'm doing the best I can for my King, right? I'm creating the best product I can to glorify God and to keep my customer happy. Then Mm -hmm. a lot of that goes away, praise God. And so I think, again, having a biblical understanding of why we work, right? Why, Why we're supposed to work and what our work is, the ultimate purpose of our work really helps align that and you don't worry Mm -hmm. again because i mean you know we could get in a philosophical conversation about this that could last for forever but there was a long time when there were no you know 
you know, degrees for artists or for anything, right? That where people just got really good at doing something because they did it a lot. And so, yeah. and um, I think we're seeing a lot of, a lot of that now with, you know, kind of self driven learning and things like that over the internet. But, but anyway, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, you're true though. Those old uh, Byzantine artists, like who yeah. used to put up the old mosaic, they, they didn't sign their work. Yeah. They just feared like we're, it, it'd be like a baker signing his bread. Like, we're just, we're, it's not we're, about we're, me. <laughs> not about, I'm just here to, because people were illiterate back then. And this was a means to teach them, you know, the gospel. Um, so yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally agree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Wesley, tell us a little bit, if you would, about where folks can find you as we kind of will run down towards the end of the podcast here. Uh, sure. And, and if, is there anything that you're working on that you can uh, kind of tease us with or, or share with us? Sure. Well, um, so you can, like you mentioned before, you can find me on Gab, uh, Facebook, and Instagram are and what, the three social media platforms. And what's your tag on those so people can find you? What's your handle or whatever it's called? Um, so my handle on Gab is at Blue Collar Illustration. Somehow that was taken on Instagram. So it, it's, I mean, it's a big place, so I get it. Um, it's, I think it's at Blue Collar 1987. Okay. Um, and then uh, if you just look up Blue Collar Illustration on Facebook, search for that, you'll, you'll find my page. It's, you'll see the, the guy in the blue outfit with a hammer. Okay. Like the logo. <laughs> um, most, I post the most on Gab. It's actually where I get most of my work. Mm -hmm. um, so, but not, not everybody's on there. So you can easily find me on the other, on the other platforms. Um, Instagram is probably the easiest way to see most of my work. And you got a new uh, website, which is at where? Uh, Bluecollarillustration.com. Okay. It's a long name. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. In these days and age, the URLs are getting longer, not shorter. So <laughs> It is true. I was just happy to find, I guess, I don't know why anybody would have that one, but I was just happy that I could simply this. Is well, like. it's a cool name. I like it. Uh, and, it's, and it's memorable. So I think it's a good one. So any projects you can tease us right now that you're working on or anything you want to talk about? Well, obviously, I can't talk about what I'm working on with you guys, but I'm excited about that project. Um, so, stay um, other than that, uh, my as I mentioned my for, before, the uh, coloring pages um, for the uh, Live Global project that is still an ongoing project. Um, I probably will post on my social media website, and I have posted before, so you probably could find them a link to a giving page uh, because I did that years just kind of pro bono um as a volunteer and in within the last year they set up a giving page so that anytime someone gives i can i sometimes work on it regardless but if you can give i can devote time from that from looking for more client work okay um so yeah just uh do you have a do you have a link you can shout out here that you can tell us um if it's not an, no biggie. A, yeah i don't but i will i will definitely i will definitely post the link yeah, send, send that over as well and we'll put it in the show notes as well and so we we encourage folks to go and hit that link in our in the show notes and be sure and give when you're listening uh we're recording this right before christmas 2020 it'll be out sometimes after so uh so definitely go out and support this cause i mean you're supporting missionaries so um give wesley and that organization uh, uh hit them up with some some dollars and keep the keep the train moving <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, every every bit helps. Um, 
And if there's any like leftover, there's other projects that the organization wants me to do. I just haven't had time for. Mm-hmm. Uh, so other than that, it's really just a lot of client work. Uh, just this morning, um, I actually closed a uh, job with a client. Um, it, it's this band. They want me to do uh, uh, characters of each member of the band. Um, cool. so, so I was like, this is fun. I was, I was pretty stoked about getting that. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, be, sure, be sure and post some of that stuff as well. So we can see it once you, uh, once you get it done. So that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just really that. And, um, I'm always, I mean, you'll, if you follow my pages, you'll always see me post personal work because, um, that was one of the things I learned from Will Terry's watching his videos is that you always kind of want to have a personal project. And for me, a lot of it is just drawing something that I want to draw and, uh, but trying something new that I haven't tried before. Push those boundaries. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, Wesley, thank you so much for being on today. Uh, if it's okay, I'd love to close us out with a uh, prayer. You, you down Absolutely. with that? All right, yes. let's do it. Let's go talk to our dad. Hi, King of heaven. Uh, we just come before you today, father, thanking you so much for the shed blood of your son that allows us to enter into the throne room of grace and to talk to you. Uh, Thank you that we can boldly approach you, um, not through our righteousness, but through the righteousness of your son and his propitiation for our sins. Uh, Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to get to know Wesley and to talk to him and to work with him. Father God, I just pray that you pray your blessings upon his business. I pray your blessings upon his business and his family. Um, and that you continue to provide for them. We know, Father, that you've always provided for them. You just use different organizations, uh, and their name was on the check, and now um, you're still doing the same thing, just in a different way. And so thank you for that realization. Uh, And we encourage others to to grapple with that truth, that it's all really yours, God. All the treasure is yours, and you just uh, allow different people to move it around and put it in their pockets. And so I pray, Father, that you will make... um, Blue Collar Illustration Prosperous in the new year. Uh, And Father, I pray that uh, maybe there are some folks listening and watching right now that want to work with Wesley. And he's a a wonderful guy. I pray your blessings upon him. And thank you for this technology that connects us and connects us to all these wonderful people. Um, And we just love you so much, Father. And we thank you for everything you do for us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, my brother. Thank you so much for uh, being on... uh, on the show and uh, i don't think this will be the last time what do you think i would love to do it again this was fun <laughs> when you said we're about done i was like really all right <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely well jake is uh, he's kind of cracking the whip and he's like keep them to 30 minutes so we'll, we'll try to keep them to about 30 minutes so apparently that the watch time is better like that so i'm doing what the boss says and but but that doesn't mean i can't have people back on so <laughs> exactly it'll let me a part two <laughs> absolutely so everybody, this is Brandon and Wesley signing off for Creatively Christian uh, from Theophany Media. Thank you so much for watching and listening and sharing. Uh, be sure to keep on doing that and be blessed in Christ. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. To check out our show notes for this episode, please visit our website at theophanymedia.com forward slash lane. To support the show and join our patron community, where you'll get extra access and exclusive content, visit us at patreon.com forward slash creatively Christian. 
Creatively Christian is a product of Theophany Media. You can find out more at theophanymedia.com. This show is hosted by Brandon Hollingsworth, Andrea Sandifer, Dave Ebert, and Rachel Oxborough. Our logo is by Bill Brooks. Bill Brooks and Andrea Sandifer did our music. And Jake Dobrins produces and edits the show.